Yeah. Uh, Wait, well, should we do the, the introduction then? In. Let me do the intro real quick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we're starting. Or okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. This is our 104th yeah. episode. Oh, I'm 104. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share the show with your friends, make clips, you know, promote us because, you know, you just love to. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> well, we got the haters. The haters are out there promoting us too. Thank you, NYC Antifa. Thank you. Oh my um, God. Yeah, you guys have been, I'm so proud of the both of you. I have to say this. I've been watching you guys just do all these different things, getting these big interviews, and I'm just like, look at my boys. And I'm yeah, like, still, I'm still, still broke, though. Still broke. It's fine. Because we're it's such, fine. such good grifters. We're so listen, good at everything. <laughs> listen, I'm doing the fat grift while I'm sitting here also working at a restaurant now because I can't afford my bills, but you know. We're grifting, guys. We're grifting. Hey, you know, we got to do what we got to do. That's just the way it is. And I have been dropping pounds since I've been washing dishes. Ooh, congratulations. I don't know if you guys saw. I didn't know if you saw my Facebook post. Yeah, I've lost. I want to say when I started six weeks ago, I weighed probably close to 416. I'm just going by like, I felt things dropping. Because now, as of this morning, I'm at 394. And I'm like, Damn. okay, okay. Um, so yeah, doing washing dishes, dishes. <laughs> literally washing dishes. I've been eating at a calorie deficit now for two years, okay. so that kind of maintained the weight because I had to get my um, I was always eating like so. You know how Tess Holiday bitches that she's like anorexic, and I, Wait, to... I forgot I didn't even introduce you. Oh, yeah, whoops, you just we have the base, the beautiful, the big, the amazing Star Sam, Lady Star Sam. Thank you. You're totally winging this whole intro, are you? Well, I'm just at all. I'm very <laughs> relaxed right now. I mean, we can always cut it and start from scratch if you want. No, that's fine. I mean, we've had you. This is your third time. This on, is a very, so. this is a very comfortable, relaxed episode. Of you know, course. I mean, so. you guys are my boys. Like, I would, I would hope people who've watched us realize this is your third time on. So we probably don't have to do an, a formal right. intro for you. But. No, but I, I still, I'd like, to, like, like to yeah. introduce the well, guest. Cool. And most of Twitter knows who I am now, anyway. So it's great. <laughs> Especially um, all the children. So famous. <laughs> all the 18 to 19-year-olds, they, them, babies, Antifas, uh, umbrella genders, by genders um, Oh, God. Twitter yeah. needs a new policy. Only 25 and 25 years old and plus should be allowed exactly. on the platform. Because I've had a lot of people private message me. I've had, like, several larger creators. Um, and also, even in the comments of it, we'll, but we'll get into that. Um but what were we talking? What were we talking? About? We're talking about the the children coming for you. Uh, no, no, the weight loss thing so first. We the weight were loss. Talking first. about yeah. weight loss. Oh, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. on, Brent. Sorry, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> See, this is here. why you have to have protein in the morning, boys. Yeah, I mean, I had some in my coffee. I'm, I'm running on caffeine uh, exclusively, mm -hmm. but I guess Sorry? that that brings us back onto the subject we were discussing. So you're. Yeah. In <laughs> caloric deficit i'm actually on the opposite journey of you yeah because you're building i'm trying yeah. to stay in a caloric um surplus and that's been my biggest challenge but i have a i've been using an app and logging my calories now to make sure i'm over the amount that i should be having which is so, really important yeah, like so like my weight training isn't going to waste because i'm not going to gain if i don't eat a little extra 
What's what a lot of people don't realize is like, and I've learned a lot in these last two years doing this whole bullshit. And what's really hilarious is it's so true. Like, did you guys see the video? I don't know, because I'm not expecting you to watch every episode I, I put out. But Tess Holiday literally sat there. She got mad at a friend because, mind you, this woman is constantly talking about headaches, feeling lightheaded, feeling under the weather, not feeling good, all signs of a compromised immune system, lack of nutrition, all that shit, okay? So let's start with that. That's something I've never suffered from because I've always had at least eaten a balanced diet. So I've always had the proper nutrition in my system. I was just fat. And so what happens is Tess, her friend came over and she was like, Oh, um, I'm just feeling a little lightheaded. And her friend's like, well, have you eaten today? And Tess is like, sure did. I had pizza this morning. And her, fr her friend said, you should eat healthier. This bitch got mad. <laughs> this bitch was like, there are a few words. Is, is this her? Yeah. No, no, that's Jamie Lopez. So uh, she actually passed away. Um, uh, yeah, that, she's a, a tragic story. Was she the one from that video I tagged you in on Twitter? <clears throat> Think? I think I you you on tagged me in a couple of them, and, and yeah. it's been. I tagged you in a lot of stuff all the time. I'm right. Like, about this. <laughs> it's it's I honestly this yes this one. So see her. Oh my god. Can we? Do you want to play it? Because what she says blows my mind. Yeah. Let me find the beginning. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, go look. Oh, this, yeah. this is this is it. This is right here. And when they came over. I wasn't feeling well. I was having like low blood sugar, all the things, all the things that you don't want. So anyway, very innoc innocently, they said to me, well, have you eaten? And I said, yeah, I had some pizza earlier. And they said, you need to eat something like a bit more healthy. Now, there are a few words that I don't allow when somebody comes into my house and aggressive is one of them. <laughs> Mostly because I want my children to be raised to trust their bodies and to know what is best. Because children trust their bodies. their bodies on sugar. So trust when this person said this to me, I want to share with y'all what I said to them. Do. Share tests. Your body oh, yes. does not know the difference between a chicken Caesar salad or this. Um, Your body. Pause. Pause. I want you to think about that, guys. Okay, to begin with, she chooses a chicken Caesar salad, which literally hasn't proven to be one of the least healthy salads because it's purely cheese, romaine, and croutons. All right. So that's, that's, that's first of all, Carbs. sweetheart. Do you notice how little she understands micros? Dude, basic chemistry. Like, you know, carbohydrates is not protein, is not fat. You need all of them, and you need them in a specific ratio in order to have and maintain this. She doesn't macro. understand that part. Right. She doesn't understand that part. She literally says all you need is fat, carbs, and food. Is food. No. I know. She thinks all food is just well, not, equal. Well, not just that. Like, from it's what, delusional. From what Starsan is saying, she's saying all you need is macronutrients, and that's not true. You need micronutrients as well, not just macronutrients. She doesn't even look at them. Vitamin B. About them. Vitamin C. Vitamin D. Magnesium. Zinc. Calcium. And, like, right. And you know what the funniest part is, boys? Did you see what was on her head? This is, I find this so funny because she doesn't even realize the hypocrisy. 
I'm sorry, guys. You're all going to have this on my, oh, phone. It's my, my personal stoat. This yeah. is Zoro, and until the day he dies, he is going to use me as his personal bed. Nice. Anyways, start. he's Zorro. so his fur is looking so healthy. I've been okay. I've been uh, adding supplements, micros into his diet, so that way he is healthier. Because Zoro's going to be 14. It's crazy how that works, guys. How yeah. he can't just have his proteins and his taurine and call it a day. As an older animal who needs these nutritions and to keep his fur healthy, keep his teeth healthy, keep his system working, his joints working, he has to have better nutrition. It's crazy. Anyways, um, who would have thought? Who would have thought? On her head, she has BTS clips. Now, here's why I find this so hilarious. If you are a weeb of any level, you understand idols and I the idol industry. And how it is one of the leaders of the diet industry in Asia. They don't believe in body fat whatsoever, like in any capacity. And I was just, I'm looking, I'm like, she's wearing PTS on her head and she's talking about body positivity. Okay, hmm. is that why every idol has plastic surgery? Oh, wait, well, Tess has plastic surgery anyway, so. Does she? Yes, she has cheek fillers face. and lip fillers. Oh, my. Okay. Right? Body positivity, though, guys, we don't want to adhere to beauty standards. Well, of course, guys, we don't need beauty standards. We don't have to adhere to them at all, except for all of them, except for losing weight. (laughs) It's funny because the things that come out of these people's mouths, it's like they don't even hear them after they leave. And then their behavior just goes on in contradiction to what they just said. I've had Tom. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's just like a sign of either delusion or psychopathy. It's true. Here's the thing. Like whenever you listen to her, I get comments all the time. Whenever I do a video on Tess, I get comments from people about how they've had personal experiences that were negative, how she's been rude to them. There was uh, the last videos I did, not the one that just came out, but the one before that about people who had died. There was this young lady. So the one you were showing, Jamie Lopez, she Mm -hmm. passed away at 37. Jamie Lopez is only a year older than me, okay? And she passed away from heart complications, you know, things that don't happen when you're overweight. Um, And that was because she was topping out at 800 pounds at one point. Wow. And, like, literally, here's here's why, yes, this is Jamie. The dream is big. She she had recently lost, I think, like, three or four hundred pounds, but it, it it wasn't quick enough because she, even though we're both fat, I will say by the grace of God, I, sorry, Zorro, I just stabbed him with my, my sign of the cross. Um, by the grace of God, I have been reasonably healthy for a person my size. However, I look around at the Boca women and I honestly only credit one thing to why I'm healthier than most women my weight. My mom. My mom was hyper vigilant about the micros that went into my diet i was raised on healthier food it was still fattening but i i drink water like i'm i'm a fish and i don't rely on these highly processed foods if i ate a lot of processed foods and how i know this is my brother who i love dearly he is thinner than me he has heart problems gut problems why he drinks he smokes and he eats highly processed foods That'll do it. And I'm like, this is a perfect show of it's it's all about what goes into your body. And because as fat as I am, 
my health problems were pain related. They were not organ related. They were not like, you know, hey, your liver enzymes are so high, this, that, and the other. And so I, um, I thank God that my mom was super anal about getting me into good food. Because if you are not used to um, whole wheat and things like that, you don't taste the chemicals. But go ahead and take two months. Whoever's watching this, do yourself a favor. Take just two months. Start only eating oats, whole wheat. Get away from all refined sugars whatsoever. And then eat a Pop-Tart. <laughs> it's If you love them before, you will hate them now. I can't. I can't. Uh, and it's just like, you know, I listen to girls like Tess because I used to sip her Kool-Aid. She's number one. She literally has the audacity to say to her audience, I guarantee I know more than you about fucking food. I'm like, no, you know how to eat it. <laughs> like, it's like, honey, just because you're good at shoveling it down your gullet doesn't mean you actually understand the knowledge behind right. nutritional requirements, biochemistry, you know. Because my, her form? Oh, go ahead. No, you, you, you. I was going to say my degree was in biochemistry and molecular biology. Like I under, I was really curious about aging. So it's something I studied in school. Um, and biochemistry, especially human biochemistry, was also just a subject that fascinated me. And you, we study what happens oh. to the food that you eat and how it gets metabolized into different molecular structures that your cells can utilize, specifically how the mitochondria take like six carbon sugars and turn them into little three carbon bits. And then mm -hmm. with vitamin C's help, they produce energy in the form of uh, ATP or adenosine triphosphate. I should have you on a video just explaining this shit. Like I should do this sometime. <laughs> just the breakdown of, of carbs and everything and sugars. <laughs> It's uh well, it's an interesting process, and you know, people like we need vitamin C. This is actually one of the reasons why you need vitamin C and all your B vitamins too, because they're cofactors. They help this process of turning, you know, basically carbohydrates or fats into uh, energy in the form of ATP, which is basically it's like uh, it's like fuel. It's a it's a very highly charged three triphosphate. It's got three phosphate molecules. And they're, they, they don't like to be held together. So they're constantly trying to pop apart. And so enzymes can use that, that popping apart energy to change their conformation to fuel other chemical reactions that we use to build things like muscle, uh, DNA reproduction, you know. Uh, right. So like with, with Dan, like with Dan with the building of the muscle, why he's got to have a calorie um, increase. Yeah. Well, with me, yeah, surplus, while I have to be lower, because like, like you were saying, so you both are going to love this. How much do you know about Tess Holiday? Very little. I know she's a singer, and I was no. heard about this. She doesn't sing. She's not a singer. <laughs> she's not a singer. No. So apparently we know nothing about You're Tess thinking Billie Holiday. Billie? Wait, what? No, I I Billie this. Holiday was a Holiday singer. Was she was a woman. So Tess got famous for being pretty and fat. That's it. That's it. Okay. She she and if you if I have photos, I'll send them to you. Maybe I might if I can maneuver <laughs> the desk enough beyond the cat, I can show you some photos. She used to be like maybe two hundred pounds and she came up with the F your beauty series. We're talking like 
if she put on a corset, she wouldn't look overweight except for oh, a little okay. like chunk. I think I'm and, confusing her with some other singer who's like yeah. overweight. But like, so she was a plus size model, mm -hmm. and that was how she started a blogger, makeup exactly. artist. Exactly. Okay. And Tess, As a creator, right? She's she's an OG. Okay, and she's actually been accused of scamming her people. Um, apparently, she when she released the F Your Beauty Standards shirts. Mm, a fair portion of people never got their shirts or a refund. What? And then no. Tess went to Disney. <laughs> and we get called grifters. I mean, right. On. And so Tess came out two years ago saying she's anorexic. Let that sink in, boys. Go ahead. Wait, what? Yeah. How is she anorexic? You know, somebody who's anorexic and overweight would drop weight pretty fast. No, she tripled. Like, so, okay, she's, so she's, she's a medical anorexic. miracle, guys. She's the first so, person in history with anorexia to triple in size. <laughs> she's like the, uh, the, the holy mother of being able to get fat without eating. Well, are you ready? Because here's the thing. If she's anorexic, then I guess I am too, because what she described is exactly what I would do. Oh my God. Um, Tess would forget to eat for most of the day, which if you have any kind of digestive problem, like IBS or Crohn's or anything like that, is very typical. Now I have IBS, so I got in the habit for a long time of avoiding. Well, I don't have a lot of the problems I used to have because guess what? I eat three meals a day now. But anyways, um, huh. what she would do is, she would starve herself for most of the day just out of forgetfulness. And then she'd have one big meal at night. And she's like, so see, I was starving myself. And that's, I'm like, sister, that one big meal was 6,000 calories. So, <laughs> Wiki, Wikipedia, Wikipedia calls it, you know, atypical anorexia. That's what it's labeled as. And then when you click that, the other term but, for but it what is, you just described uh, is well I'm, I'm just reading what this is described as now but yeah she changed the definition they call it other specified feeding or eating disorder or osfed osfed it's got an acronym they always do subclinical dsm-5 category along with unspecified feeding or eating disorder replaces the category formerly called eating disorder not otherwise specified it captures feeding disorders and eating disorders of clinical severity that do not meet diagnostic criteria for anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, avoided restrictive food intake disorder. What is PICA? I've never heard of that. Or oh, PICA. So PICA. PICA is something they know. I know that because of animals. So PICA is when you have an unnatural um, uh, uh inclination to chew things that you're not supposed to so like oh. you'll see in animals pika um is chewing on plastic licking plastic okay. eating plastic cats have it the most but dogs sometimes exhibit yeah. it too it's described as eating or craving things that are not food so the labels of osve Oh, FED. this is like radar it includes tinkle potty off so the street. It, it includes five examples here. So atypical anorexia nervosa, atypical bulimia nervosa of low frequency or limited duration, binge eating disorder or low frequency and or limited duration, purging disorder. So I guess she was binge eating. And night eating disorder, which you mentioned earlier, is under and, the label as well. Right. It is, and this is the thing. She, I think she had pretty much all of those. Because like, here's the thing. She does not, she keeps telling people she was starving herself. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Yeah, yeah. 
you you were forgetting to eat throughout the day and then you would be like oh need to eat and then what you tell yourself is and i know because ah, um you'd be like well i didn't eat anything all day so i can get fast food and you know what i could get a milkshake with it it's okay because in your brain you're saying well i'm not eating a large volume of right. food yeah. so it's okay but if the burger is 2,000 calories. If the side is 1,000 calories, if your milkshake is 1,200 calories, if your soda is 400 calories, you've just eaten three days of, of calories in one meal. Yes. And then additionally, those foods are low in actual nutritional content, your micros, your vitamins. So your body is like, what is going on? You keep yeah. shoveling stuff down the digestive tract and it's not giving me the stuff that I need. Well, so it keeps sending the brain the signal that like you're hungry because you're not, you're missing. Even in, even in bodybuilding, you're not supposed to do that either. And I was reading about bulking because I'm in the bulking phase. Nice and, life, you life. know, just because you're supposed to be in a caloric surplus doesn't mean you just eat anything to meet that caloric surplus. No, you need um, and when you, when you do, I think typically they call that like dirty bulking is like the term for it. When you're just <laughs> eating anything just to meet that caloric surplus, but you're not that really sounds conscious. Bad, <laughs> it's you're not conscious of what you're eating, you know, so you're probably not getting those micronutrients and other I have things. A sick mind. <laughs> dirty bulking yeah so you just you just figure like oh well yeah, say it again like i'm gonna gain you know because i'm eating more right and, and you're not really considering well what am i eating and am i gaining in, the, in a healthier way and because well, like just like what friend said earlier a little bit of extra fat during the bulking phase as well that's normal and then during the cutting phase after you've built your muscle up what you do is you go into a caloric deficit while working to get rid of the fat to then get rid of the extra fat to build the muscle so tone. it shows so nicely. it shows pops you built. Yeah. cuts All that muscle ridges yes right and the thing is like that's why like you'll find in the bodybuilding industry they have the most eds out of like any industry because true. they have such unhealthy eating habits right and you know that's where like michelle has told me about that and she's spoken about it at length michelle mcdaniels uh, um my thoughts will probably offend you i love her um <laughs> what you call it uh, she's like we're actually friends now which is kind of really fun um like and and i just i think it's so full circle but um what you recall like when it comes to it, it's like you're saying like it's just like what brentley was saying earlier it's great to take those carbs but if you take those carbs and you literally just have carbs there's nothing inside of it and i even did that on that video where she said that I did a breakdown of the nutrients and everything inside of the two different things. And even though, yes, you have carbs and proteins in both of them, nothing else is similar. And the thing is, that's like sitting there and saying to somebody who allergic to peanuts, well, there's nothing different between a peanut and a legume for you. So you can have both. Like, your body will absolutely know the difference. Are and technically legumes, too. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, she'd be like, oh, well, they're, they're both legumes. So you're good, even though peanuts are molecularly different than most other beans. I can't eat peanuts either. They, they, they irritate me. Oh, I think no. I'm sensitive to yeah. aflatoxin. Radar I, says hi, by the way. I have jerky in my hands. So yeah, so Radar oh, realized that. The, the communist yeah. dog arrives when food is, is involved. Like, Anytime you see me lean down, it's because one of the dogs is over. Like, you'll see, anytime you hear me go around, it's because they come to this side, where clearly 
I can't do shit. I'm like, this is the hand that's free, kids. This is where you gotta come. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because uh, in case anybody doesn't know, Starson likes to spend her money on animals by rescuing them and not having any money for anything else. Uh, I normally <laughs> don't eat on the show either, but I guess it's appropriate. I have Starson on so I can eat on the show, right? We're, We're over here talking about. I know, guys. Okay. I make you hungry. It's okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> want to get back to, I mean, the subject of your way, and you're, you know, you're on a, I hate the term journey, but you're on a weight loss journey. <laughs> I like the word journey, just not in relation to like some of these things. And I I'm think the problem is that journey has been so. It's it's it's. It's like so. I hate using the terms validate now. I hate using any of those terms that they use. Like I forgot I was having a conversation with someone. And it was like a legitimate in-person conversation. The only appropriate journey. And (laughs) when I tell you, I literally sat there and I was like, listen, you're, God, I got to say it. Your feelings are valid. And I was like, it it hurt. Yeah. It hurt. Sometimes there's, you know, there is an appropriate time for that word. But I will say here right now on the show that instead of journey, let's stop using that word and let's let's call it a quest. You know, my my weight loss quest. I like my weight gain quest. I'm on a quest. We're on a quest together, although we're going opposite ends, but we're still achieving a goal. So you said you know you your mom raised you to eat at least micronutrient rich food that's healthier so the is the reason that you ended up gaining weight because you just simply ate too much or is it a combination of that and a lack of physical activity because usually it has to do with the combo of both so i was actually extremely physically active up until 2016 um so most of my life especially so i i believe you're good you guys are italian right um, yeah, part yeah. part Italian. He's actually more Italian than me. I'm like 90% yeah. Italian, according to 23 I have a bunch and of And then like stuff. 10% yeah. Middle Eastern, North African, uh, and like Saudi. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm so like, I have, lot, I have a lot right. of British in me and Iberian as well. But See, I have, I have British in me, but we don't culturally have any of that in us. It's just how, that's why I'm so pale. And here's what I will tell you, right? If you guys were raised in a similar Italian home for me, then you understand that you don't call repairmen. You don't call lawnmen. You don't have anybody move your stuff. That's what you have children for. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and we lived on a half acre of land. So we would do all the lawn work. We would do all the decorating. Whenever there was, and when I say every season, my mother was doing some kind of project in the house. Yep. We, we were painting. We were sanding. We were bringing furniture up and down the stairs for every holiday. And we're, my mother was, she was just like all sorts of ungats everywhere. So every holiday, there was at least, even Valentine's Day, there was at least three boxes of decorations you had to dig up from somewhere. Um, I think a quarter of our basement was dedicated to decoration boxes. And so, and we had a big basement. So I was very physically fit. I did baseball. Um, I was, um, gym was literally my best subject. The problem was, is even as my mother understood that, we still didn't understand it. So we thought going and getting fried food at McDonald's was bad. But if we fried food at home, it wasn't as bad <laughs> as if the chemical makeup of the of the oil changed from McDonald's to here. And even though they use the same oil, but the thing is, we wouldn't just fry 
potatoes. We would do eggplants. We would do, um, uh, whatchamacallit, it? squash flowers. We would do a lot of variety of foods. We wouldn't, and we didn't have deep fryers. We pan fry. And then if we couldn't fry it, it was oven baked. Nearly everything was oven baked if we weren't frying it in a pan in about that much olive oil. So these are the problems is that I was eating a lot of micronutrients, but they were also deep fried. And, you know, this was all stuff where I was eating vegetables. I was eating healthy proteins. But then my mom's idea of a portion wasn't what the portion was. So it wasn't that I wasn't doing unhealthy habits. It was just they were built with healthier foods. So it was a little better. But I was still overeating in caloric intake. I would love to, if I could, obviously not possible. I would love to take apart and actually test every meal we had to see how bad it was. And even when I moved here, I did get a little better about it, but I would go for walks. I did a lot of labor jobs. And I would, like, when I worked and I sold furniture, I helped the guys assemble and, and move the furniture all the time. I It was a huge warehouse that we walked around in when I sold furniture, so you had to be on your feet. It was not until 2016 when I busted my knee that's when I stopped moving. I was about to say, it wasn't because Trump was elected? No. Well, I, I had a meltdown. I, I laid in bed for five days. You laid in bed but... for five days. Where did you live before Rhode Island? No, no. Rhode Island. I, I live in North Carolina now. Rhode Island was where Carolina. I lived first. And oh, I, so you're I, from Rhode Island. And you're right. Like, I, I forgot that. I, forgot. I was thinking it was the other way around. Yeah, so People you're, do from, you're from the most uh, overlooked state in the entire country. And <laughs> I tell Island. you. Every time I say Rhode Island, they're like, oh, I'm from the Bronx. Not long. Not long. Yeah, people like, (laughs) look, you know, you guys kind of did it to yourself. Um, If I recall correctly, Rhode Island, like, mostly stayed out of the revolution. They they weren't really We were the 13th. We have two spots on the flag. We were the 13th stripe. And we are, I think, the fourteenth star. Like we, we, we were the last to enter the union, but we yeah. were around before Long Island. Isn't Rhode Island, like mostly that peninsula that like mm-hmm. just shuts out. Mm-hmm. The, yep, we technically right per right? square mile, we have the most ocean for our border per square mile than any that other state, sense. which is why we're called the Ocean State. Right. And so that's why it's it's really cool. Like I love it. It was like, how can you be called the Ocean State when? Florida and California is just some like stay mad bitches. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah. And so I lived in Rhode Island for the first 26 years of my life. And cat's asleep. Oh, he's oh no. He's awake. He's just he's this really is his actually Rhode Rural- Island first colony in America to declare independence. Oh. A full two months oh. before the United States Declaration of Independence. Interesting. Oh, someone's eating a little crow today. Mm-hmm. How's that crow taste, Daniel? <laughs> Listen, when I tell you Rhode Islanders, Rhode Islanders like me are very prideful of our state. Like, and we hear it everywhere. Like, every time someone even mentions Rhode Island, oh, but we're not proud of family guys, so... Girl, I've been getting it now as a New Yorker. I've I've had jibs and jabs at me because um, I like somebody said the other day, uh, what was it? My 
my New York attitude or something. And I was like, well, I must really be a New Yorker then if, if you think I have a New York attitude or something. Oh, God, yeah. Like, well, I took it as a compliment. It was not intended as a compliment. But you guys were the last of the 13 states to ratify the Constitution. Apparently, there was a lot of resistance to the Constitution. In oh, yes. Mm, we, we went out fighting and we're still fighting today. Still fighting. We're angry because they a couple of uh, uh, was it a decade and a half ago? Massachusetts tried to take us on. They wanted to to make us uh, melt into Massachusetts, and we were like, "Fuck you! We're not doing <laughs> well, it." I, I understand that Rhode Island pride, though, as someone who's from New Jersey. If you guys are the most overlooked state, we're the state that gets shit on the most. I know and because only, my sister we, only we are allowed to shit on our own state. No one else is allowed to do it. Only New Jerseyans can say "fuck New Jersey," we hate it, but we also well, love it. As everyone a red Pennsylvanian, we made fun of New Jersey. Of course, oh, everyone God. made fun of us, but you could also. Granted, we were up. like right across the river too. But you, you can shut. You can shut your dirty mouth. We can say it like only we can say that. I don't. I don't subscribe to these notions of prescribed speech. Um, I think this is appropriation. Hatred for New Jersey can only be authorized by New Jerseyans. By New Jerseyans and anyone yep. else, you're appropriating New Jersey uh, culture, okay? Yep. Same. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But yeah, it, it's, I love, I really do truly love my home state. It's sad that it's become what it has. Um, well, I didn't want to leave. I went kicking and screaming. I really did. Um, because I tried that in New York too. Eventually, this is not where no, I want to be. Like stuck here right now, kind of stuck. Right. I mean, you guys. I know you went to Florida for a while, but you you know, just from living in Florida, the culture is so different. And oh, if yeah. if you love the culture of your hometown, it really sucks because like ninety percent of the Rhode Island thing doesn't involve politics. If you ignore politics, the problem is you can't anymore. Because I'm speaking to last decade. I've been here as of next month. I will have been in North Carolina for a decade. And what I'm speaking about was a different world. You know, that doesn't exist anymore. And I miss, what I miss about Rhode Island is a lot of Rhode Islanders didn't rely on fast food. That was actually a cultural thing in Rhode Island because there's not a lot of fast food joints in Rhode Island. Most of the chains that the rest of the country has, we're too small to have. The only one we have is Dunkin' Donuts and that's on every fucking corner and I'm not joking. And it's like, there's so I lived in a small, small town. I'm not going to say where just because, as you guys know, and we'll get into later, I've accumulated a lot of haters over the last year. Um, there in your hometown, um, no, just everywhere. And I don't want them because in Rhode Island, everyone knows everyone, you just sit and you'll right. And so, I don't want anybody to absent mindedly tell someone else something that could, you know, sure. And so on that one road, which is only a mile long, there are, there's eight Dunkin' Donuts. Wow. And that's in a small town. We're not even talking Providence, Pawtucket, Cranston. And the thing is, what everyone would do is, we go to the delis and the bakeries because that's, far faster and more delicious and they're almost all italian bakeries and we had um we have a lot of specialty small shops so like for instance there are meat um shops it's all they sell is meat and they you might also be able to go in there and get like you know a little meat pie that doesn't exist at least not here like even when i go through charlotte 
that doesn't exist. You can find a pastry shop and maybe donuts. That's it. Like when I say pastry, I mean like you're getting cupcakes. And they just, the culture is so different in Rhode Island food wise alone. And I miss the ocean. When I tell you I miss the ocean, and I know it's going to be a whale more, more, uh, remark somewhere. Yes, I'm a fucking whale. Put me back in the ocean. I miss it. <laughs> but yeah, so, and, and again, you guys don't know that yet because when you went to Florida, it was different. And now you're in New York again. So I hate you because you get to be around better food. Um, yeah, that is one of the benefits of being here is you can eat great food from basically anywhere in the world. And that's... We cook a lot though, just because it's pricey. You know, yeah. to to order food, to go out to eat. Yeah. You know, it we depends. do it once in a while on a special occasion when somebody's in town. But you know, it's not something that we're doing. You know, like every every I'd, week. I'd say we order at least half the time because we be lazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you guys balance it out with like you you walk. I, I see Brentley's TikToks. He's walking everywhere. You you exercise every day. So it's yeah, not like you guys don't balance it out. I'm trying to, like, at almost every day. At least four or five times a week, I try to do that. But I also walk a lot, too. So we're New, New Yorkers. We also Yorkers live on a fi yeah. the fifth floor of a building. Yeah, so, so we're up and down no stairs. It's no elevator. Ain't no elevator. It's the old building. Yeah. Oh, so, that's a hell no. It works. <laughs> My niece just cried a little thinking about yeah, that. Well, I don't know. When we were in Florida too. I was taking radar like to the beach every day. That was always that was nice. I enjoyed. See, that. The beach is good for knees because it's low impact because the sand is soft. But the, the other sun, part is uh, the sun on my skin, the fresh, you know, moisturized air from the ocean water. Oh, God, it was lovely. Fun fact, sand is fantastic for skin conditions because if you don't know this, you can exfoliate naturally with a little bit of seawater and a little bit of sand because salt water has natural antiseptic properties and the sand naturally exfoliates the bad stuff on your skin. More you know. Um, I missed the video. Yeah. yeah, I've been having like back knee problems and stuff. I gotta exfoliate more. I need exfoliate to to and also see if you can increase aloe vera into your diet. Switch that milk uh, protein. Yeah, I've been a lot of whey and stuff like that. Probably not reacting too well to it, but I'm trying to gain. So I need shakes, and shakes are the only way that I've been able to really get that caloric surplus that I need because I don't eat a lot like it's hard for me to eat a lot I have to force myself and then when I'm in like a bad mood or depressed or whatever I don't want to eat at all my appetite tanks you know so see that's, that's me and like what was crazy is that's how I was like as you guys know the reason I gained weight is because of like the reason I gained the, the major weight the last 70 uh during 2020 had nothing to do with being inside had nothing to do with the pandemic it was the deaths in my family and so I did the same thing I would just simply lay down and sleep and not eat. And um, my husband would get mad at me because he works at a warehouse. He worked for a market. So he would be gone sometimes till eight o'clock at night. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't have to eat and I don't feel hungry because sleep, you know, you can't feel hungry if you're tired and you're, right. you're taking nappies. And so like, I a hundred percent understand. Oh, speaking of guys, you're gonna love this i know for a fact on one of our podcasts we discussed my infertility yes right you did i think so yeah mm -hmm. one of the people from twitter went and stalked every podcast i was on to including find ours. including yours oh, to find that about me wow but they're not mad or triggered okay 
that's i mean that's some serious commitment right there though. it's funny how they get triggered and then they insist they're not triggered and it, again it's that thing where like the what leaves their lips is obviously you know betrayed by their flagrant behavior and it's like honey it's bad. they went through my sister-in-law's socials children should not be on the internet <laughs> this person i don't know how old they were they're on a fake account and the first thing they told me is that they were infertile from pcos and they were trans but then they told me that they were 10 years older than me but then i was like well then if you're 10 years older than me then you're 50s then they started laughing about that and then they were like well you think i'm near my 50s i'm like well how old are you you think i'm 25 and they thought they were being funny but the thing is a good troll keep consistent if you just start making shit up on the dime without any consistency you just kind of look like at grasping at straws but yeah this yeah. person went through all of my old dv they found a journal on my deviant art from 2016 no 2014 wow. where i was talking about they said well i see you're so depressed and hating yourself because you're lonely <laughs> nowhere in it does i say i hate myself i said i felt a little lonely because my friends kind of abandoned me because i moved that was it yeah. and i'm like so you went through, I'm like, well, you're not mad at me, but you searched all my old socials. You searched my sister-in-law's socials. You watched every podcast I've been on. Maybe working hard. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's some weird obsessive behavior. And they're probably going to watch obsessive. this one too. So right. they're watching Hi, this right creepy, now. Weird. Hi, creepy weirdo. You should probably Thank you for being a, a super life. fan, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the view. And maybe you should, you know, find something. Don't forget you. to like, comment, subscribe. Yes, all, right. of all of that. But I was going to say they should also maybe do something a little more productive with their time that, you know, for themselves, <laughs> like find a hobby or like, a passion. Like, don't hate watch things. Like, it's why. Well, I don't what up? Why? Whatever. Like you said, they're going to give us the view, but I'm just now yeah, that they hate that. Freak for your own, like, okay. sanity. Like, but I'm saying now that, in general. now that they're watching, we might as well give them a little bit of friendly True. advice and say, look, use your time for something more productive. Stalking people that you hate isn't going to further your life and make you successful you should probably put that time and energy into things that you like self-improvement and, and build those things up do, do your own show read a book yeah and and start a start at your own or TikTok. start your own podcast and then you can talk shit about star scent on that and, and make money like drama tube you know? is popular <laughs> so if you know you feel like you want you want to hate on people and make drama tube content yeah. You will get viewers. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't suggest that because I don't think it's good for your individual mental health. Probably not. A lot of people, I've seen people who get into drama tube content and they get into that back and forth. It's it's a negative cycle. Yeah, we I all know exactly who got into drama tube and can't get out of it. Oh, girl, so and nice. she just keeps going after certain mutual friends of ours over and over again. But the, the thing is, guys, like this was not just one person. Like when I tell you they don't understand, I can see the numbers of the hate watching. Number one, my stories tripled in viewers on Instagram. Okay. My, <laughs> my TikTok views all went up. My YouTube views all went up. Wow. They, and they were like, you're not getting, because they, they tried to claim I was shadow banned. So I even checked and none of what they claim is a shadow ban on Instagram were what I had, but I was like, I know I'm in shadow. Oh, thank you. I'm shadow banned. Thank you. Like, I just started like thanking them. Here's what's hilarious. So like, 
I guess we, you know what? Maybe we should start from the get go. Like, like what happened? Yes, yes. Start at the yeah. beginning. So, well, b- before that though, let's uh, also note that this is exactly what our mutual friend Gothics describes as the cycle of insanity. That's what this is. It's like you know, you hate someone or something, and what you do is you criticize and you attack that thing for getting attention. But what you're doing is you're bringing more attention to what you're mad is getting attention, increasing the attention that it's getting, which is the cycle of insanity because it's doing the opposite of what you want. It's the Streisand effect. Like, it's like, well, no, the Streisand effect is when you're trying to divert attention away from something about yourself and then you bring more attention to it. These people mm-hmm. are mad that something that is getting attention, so they give it attention, which brings more attention to it. <laughs> it's just, Guys, it's when weird. I tell you this was like, so here's the thing. Here's what they, to begin with, before I say any of this, I have been canceled now three times in the last four months, okay? <laughs> I was canceled when I was in Vegas by the fat ass bitches because they didn't like that I told them being body positive doesn't mean you tell everyone they're perfect the way they are. It means you tell somebody, hey, if you're making unhealthy choices, da 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 Well, I had people saying that I should go kill myself, that my life is over, that they hope my husband cheats on me, that lovely people I, oh god yeah all these positive women that and so then a, a bunch so of them. compassionate so kind and I, my favorite thing was them saying you must hate yourself you're so miserable and i'm like if anything i like myself a little too much but that's okay um so <laughs> that was the first time but that one got overshadowed by asian talk and how i got doxxed i got attacked i people um I found out that uh, if you do get shadow banned, it's because people mass report your Instagram. So if I am in any capacity, it's from the Asian talk thing where people got mad at me for calling out bullying against a white person because she dared to say she didn't like Asian food, which, mind you, is my favorite food. Like, I love Asian food. Did I think she was right? No. So I got people raging about me uh and i the reason why i'm not going to go over that here anybody watching is because i've literally made three videos on it if you want to see oh, literally wow. in detail i have the time frames i have the screenshots i have the videos they all deleted the videos about me except <laughs> for a couple of them because they got called out so severely in my videos they treated me like voldemort they literally said, don't say her name anymore. She who shall not be named. <laughs> I shall not be named. They, and I have video of them saying it. So, oh my God, I'm going to refer so to that's where as she who shall not be named. It's so hilarious. <laughs> and so that's why I'm not going to go into detail about that one. But if you really want to know, I have videos about it. This one, this is still fresh off the press. This has only been a week old. And this, um, this is because of the gender ideology stuff. No, no, no that... Is- Here's the best part. Oh, let's write the Ezra Miller one. Okay, four times. I have been canceled four times in the last four months okay. because I said that I wouldn't honor Ezra Miller's uh, pronouns because he's a fucking peed. And so that one, eh, I see when people say these go viral, I don't feel they've gone viral. And here's why. Even though it's 22 million views, that's just 22 million artists. It goes viral to me when a news outlet picks up the tweet when really famous people, not just artists that only other artists know, but someone everyone knows. That's to me viral. So I didn't go viral. I just pissed off 22 million artists. But here's- 22 million views is something, girl. You guys, that's like, <laughs> I ain't got no 22 million views yeah. on nothing I've done. So we got to All I know is why can't the fat bitches get mad at me like that? I could use fat it. Bitches. 
but <laughs> so as it's true don't go to my youtube get mad on there but anyways right. um so what happened was on february 6th this artist that i follow on twitter she posted the blank meme hard what are hard truths or hard pills to swallow for the art community ah now if you guys have ever been on the weeb or or fandom spaces whatsoever i think you know where i'm going with this <laughs> i haven't i watched some anime i mean i'm wearing my bebop shirt here but i'm not into that whole she's thing. gonna have a, an, a hot take about about things that people like very much when i tell you this is more than trans issues more than gender ideology more than democrat versus republican more than religion never tell someone their fan art is lazy and theft meltdown when i tell you utter meltdown i had artists that work at dc retweeting me saying well i got hired for my fan art congratulations that just means the ip holder decided not to sue you and that's the thing at the end of the day this is what they don't like and i've had people i've had larger artists talk to me i've had creators talk to me in dms because they don't want the fucking hate tell me that i'm right and so here's the thing by copyright law and i have there's videos on youtube look it up if you are not the ip holder anytime you produce fan art doesn't matter if you're selling it doesn't matter if you're just posting it you can get a copyright strike they can take it down. So if you post a really beautiful picture of Princess Aurora from Disney without permission and your pace, your posts and your page starts blowing up, guess what, Buttercup? Disney can tell you, take it the fuck down. That's it. Yeah. And they, they, when I tell you guys this simple fact, absolutely destroyed these people. It tore them asunder they had a meltdown but the funniest part is like we were talking earlier i'm not triggered i'm not triggered i have not gone to anyone's posts i was posting tweets separate of the thread i muted the initial thread they still kept coming to my page Sorry, they came that. to my tweets they came to my videos and the thing is, I never once said I've never done fan art. I've never once said I never did a fan art commission. I said it's theft. And I choose not to now. Well, the thing is, I did when Penny, my cat, was sick in the summer, I did one fan art piece. It didn't even occur to me until after I was doing it. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I was so mad at myself, but I'd already started it. I'd already taken the money, so I had to do it. Um... And I already, I, and not only did I just take the money, I'd already spent it on the bills. So I was like, well, d d pay the piper. And I did two pieces um, of my main mods. If you guys have been on my chats at all, you know, Chocolate Hooligan and Bublito. Those are my two main mods. They, uh, Chocolate Hooligan uses a SpongeBob icon and uh, Bublito uses a Pepe one. So they both requested to me to do art of them making fun of each other. So I drew Bublito as this like thick nanny chick. Um, like I, like, you know, idea wise. And I drew bubbly, uh, uh, chocolate hooligan as like this muscle. It's a whole thing. And so I did those. Oh, and I also did 
Um, I did Leon as Peridot from Steven Universe. I think that's it. And even in my video that I released talking about copyright infringement, I said, I've done fan art. I don't see the joy in it because the thing is, here's, let me get exactly what it said. So that way I'm not misquoting myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm so unfamiliar with the whole fan art sphere because it's not what I do. You know, I don't. And this thing, I do, if anything, like even, you know, in regards to what you do, what I do is so different. Like you work in pencil and ink and stuff. Like I work in oil paint and I do like fine art and my whole sphere of what I do is completely like removed from what these people are into. So. And that's the thing is like, here's, you just kind of answered why I say it. When you only do fan art creatively, that's lazy. Yeah. That's not it doesn't mean you're not talented. It doesn't mean you're not putting in work. It doesn't mean you didn't hone skills. And that's what they don't understand. See, they only heard lazy and they're like, right. how dare you? Do you know how long I worked on that piece? Do you know well, how many hours? Right. The, that's all they heard. Well, yeah. what, what you no mean, nuance, inability to parse. What you're saying here is not that it was, um, you know, lazy skill-wise. It's conceptually lazy. You're not coming up with your own it's artistically concept. lazy well, no we'll we'll say conceptually lazy because it's a great way to put it yeah what makes art art is that you're you're coming up with some kind of concept a theme a message you're communicating something and you're communicating that but it should be original to some extent i'm not saying you can't obviously you're going to be influenced and inspired by other artists and other styles but the point is you're taking that influence and inspiration and you're putting it into a new combination that is something that is yours right and, that's really, and, that's and that what, was the that's point the i was work. making it is not to interrupt you, but that was the point i was making because here's exactly what the meme says this is what got me at at right now 20 let me see let me look at it you go to the 23.9 million views, 4,046 comments, 10,300 retweets, and 1,550 likes. Okay, so. Okay, so there's that. I wrote. Fan art is theft, and using it to gain followers and commissions is the lazy way, especially when you're talented enough to create your own original works and characters. That's it. And here's the thing. Do you know what they responded with? Here's the funniest thing. I want you guys, if you're hate watching, I want you to think. Listen to the words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> the next phrase they would say is, well, fan art is the easiest way to get noticed. Yeah, you're literally agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you gotta get down. My shoulder's fucking killing me, bro. Come I on. think it's so cute that your cat just sleeps on you like that. I think it's freaking adorable. All day. I could not stop looking. <laughs> I love him. Here's the problem, though. It almost looks like you're wearing, like, a shirt. Yeah, it's like a scarf. <laughs> Everyone tells me it's my stole. Here's the problem is that, one, he's, like, 11 or 12 pounds. Right, okay. so, right, right. And if, if you notice, he slides as he gets more comfortable. He's a very long, you can come up now. Come on. Mommy just needed a minute. Because he's he's old, and I like to make sure he gets as much comfort. Plus, there's a lot of padding here on his hips. <laughs> so it makes him feel better. I mean, and I know Orion now. Now Mommy's available. He can switch both shoulders so one isn't too stressed. He only likes that one. He only likes this one. Oh, okay. I've tried. What? Do you want to come up and say hi? Come on. Oh, Let's go. Oh, there's a big booper. 
I know. <laughs> oh, the big boy. boy. I know, my meathead. He's so handsome. He's my little Yorkie. Yes, you are. He's so tiny. Little lap dog. He's a little lap dog. Oh, but, all right, we've got enough now. <laughs> he wants the coffee is the problem. Yes, coffee is delicious. He loves coffee. But, um... Whatchamacallit, not that I let him drink coffee, I give him a little tiny droplet when I drink it, okay? Um, this is, for anybody that's an animal person like me, they're like, you give your dog coffee? Technically, no. Um, I don't like hand him a bowl and say drink up. But anyways, so like, that's the point, like exactly what you said, Dan, they all agree with me. And the thing is like, all these famous artists that were like, well, this is how I got hired at DC. Number one, sweetheart, you submitted a portfolio. If I'm going to go, like, if I was coming to Dan and I'm like, I can do fine art paintings like you as well, and I hand him marker drawings of Inuyasha, Dan, are you going to feel confident in my abilities as a fine artist? No, especially because I mostly found Inuyasha rather boring when I was <laughs> Spicy, hot take. It just dragged <laughs> on and on, and it was kind of slow. Like, I liked some aspects of it, but, man, was it slow. I'm just it saying. is. Uh, even though I love it, I agree. But so, that's my point. Like, also, the professionals, you know, they got jobs. They got J-O-Bs. They got employed. And if no. that's what you want to do, you know, God mm -hmm. bless. Like, that's a perfectly valid mm -hmm. and perfectly, uh, you know, good way to get a stable source of income. But, you know, it's not the entrepreneurial spirit. It's not creating something of your own to, you know, break out, you know, make your own story, I your mean, own comic, also like, your own original thing. A portfolio, I think, can have some of that stuff in it because you are supposed to demonstrate your ability. But that's different than putting it online or monetizing it. That's not the same thing. And if you're if you're applying for a job at, like, you know, a comic book company or something like that, yeah, they're going to want to see if you can draw Batman, if you can draw, you know, these characters. Of course, that's their portfolio. Also, I don't know, I, I don't know if you, what you guys think, but I've just seen some recent comic book art from, you know, contemporary comic books, and the art quality has been going down significantly. Because uh, they're like, picking artists based horrible. on how popular they are rather than their skill. Okay, so that's first off. And second yeah. off, number one, you guys just, like, you gave me so much fucking life because it's so that's what I've been saying and they don't want to hear it because here's the thing everyone assumed it must be because I'm I'm jealous number one my fan art has done better than my regular art so no I could do it if I wanted to I've tried I find it conceptually boring I tried to do fan art and if it's not something for a friend i.e drawing Peridot but Leon as Peridot drawing Pepe and Spongebob but they were Bublito and Chaka Hooligan and then doing fan art for Gothics for Leon for Michelle for Blair I found it fun because I was doing it for someone that I liked it wasn't because I was just I, I don't like and this is where it sounds rude but this is the harsh truth. I don't want to spend my life creating someone else's creation. I don't want to spend my life drawing someone else's artwork. I want to draw my artwork. It's not to do with jealousy. You want to work for somebody else. You want someone else to call the shots. You want to design someone else's character. Boo, go off and do you. If that's what makes you happy, do it. It doesn't make me happy. Right. And so that's where it's my opinion. But at the same time, it is kind of fact. If your entire creativity 
is because you're using someone else's creation. You're not creative. You're just taking something that someone else handed you and you're playing with it. Yeah, and, you're copying it. And then on top of that, this is, and you can see me getting mad because this, this is where I got really mad. They all proved my point because I was like, and not only that, because you're disrespecting the artist because you're taking their creation and you're pretending you're better. And they were like, well, sometimes when we draw it, it is better than the original. No, then you're not a fucking fan. <laughs> you're not a fan. You're yeah, just that's somebody that's jealous of their fame and their right. popularity, and you want a taste of it. So there's right. the fucking hot take. It's like literally, literally riding their coattails, you know? Sorry. I'm, this is this is like, this is where I'm mad. You want to say where Starson's mad? This <laughs> is where I'm mad, because if I ever got famous on my artwork and somebody took my characters and like, you know what? I don't like that she pairs red with Aviana. Aviana would be way better paired with her mother or some shit like that. Like, when I tell you, you could copy paste every profile that was mad at me. They had 18 to 25 as their age, at least two different genders, three different uh, sexuality identities. Sounds right. Flags. They were um, fetish artists, like oh almost God. every single one drew Princess Peach with a penis. Like wow. when I told you, so like yeah, you're mad something. at me because I'm holding a mirror up to you and you don't like it. Or some right. of them furries. Oh my God, furries. Uh, one of them, the funniest one, she was trying to see how gross I was. The bitch makes dildos out of fossils. Like she goes uh. and she makes like, um, she looks up the way a dinosaur looks, it makes grinder dildos off of them. She has an entire collection of zoophile dildos, but I'm the gross one. She was like, they were mocking me for my teeth. They were locking, mocking me for my looks. The funniest thing, and this is where oh, I'm going to sound arrogant. Yeah, oh, yeah. supposed to be the body positive people too, but right. Right. this is what oh, they do. This is the best part. I'm going to sound super arrogant. I didn't say this on Twitter, but what was funny... It's half of them going, how is it I draw better than you? And I look at them, I'm like, okay. Because I have no formal training and I drew better than, you know what? Dan, I'm going to show you because you are a fine artist. You do phenomenal work. Thank you. I also don't really have any formal training. Send me examples on Twitter and I'm, I'll pull them up. I'm sending them right now to you boys because this is a girl who literally messaged me about how much better she was than me at art. Let me see if I can find it. It's in my screenshots, I believe. Take when I tell time. you, I've I've done still, I've done, um, oh, fuck, I can't think of the word right now, um, nudes, where, you, you know, you draw a, a, a subject, and I've never mm -hmm. had nudes, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, one or two, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, so first off, this is one person They're who sent me their though, art. Daniel does tasteful nudes. Try. He does. They're There's beautiful. No erect penis in Daniel's nudes. Why no. not? And if because I did that... that's pornographic. I mean, if I did that, it would be private and only for me. So. Mm. Uh, just hang. You don't have to bring up these onto the actual screen. Um, these particular ones, but these are the people that all said that their artwork was better than mine. Okay, so I just wanted you to see this. These are all the artwork that they were like. Ugh. How is it I'm better than you? Wait, hold on. No, let's not put them on blast. I'm no, I don't want those on blast, but I want you to see them. Yeah, yeah. Don't put those up. I'm just going to show you the actual. Okay. It's not... don't... Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I it has really... their name and everything on it. But I, I want you to see. It. Okay, okay. Amateurish. I mean... Very. 
And, mean, and, and Subway one's kind of cute, Ash. It's cute, but do you notice the anatomy? Um, yeah, there's also a lack of shadows under the feet. Well, the shadows are yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's, I mean. So this is the one that, and I want you just to look at it, and I want you to see if you saw what I saw. That's, that's what I want to okay. see. Uh, specifically, Dan, actually, even if Brentley notices it, I want you to look at her. I want you to look at this drawing. The purple one? No, no, no. The one I just sent. It's uh, a pencil. Okay? Pencil. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Now, Dan, tell me what's wrong with that drawing. Mind you, this is a girl who told me she was more successful than me in art. She's still a student. Um, and I could guess it. I was like, you speak like someone who's still a student, but confident that eventually they'll get a job. Yo, and she's like... Really big. <laughs> that I didn't realize she was uh, drawing people who had lymphedema. Yeah, but the Look. the other one that's bent upward looks small. Um, and I know she's trying to achieve like a foreshortening kind of effect there. And it looks the one, the one that's forward is definitely too thick, and it looks like a man leg. I mean, but you know, it's just drawing. It's not like you can't correct that and. The I problem was she presented that to me as proof that she understood anatomy and was more successful in drawing than I was. And I was like, she's like, this is one of my perfect pieces. And I was like, excuse you. And I literally dissected it. I was like, see those hands? They look like balloons. I said, there's no fingers. The feet are lacking toes completely. The calves are two different sizes. Her hips and her waist do not match. Her left, her right leg is disassociated from the rest of the hip. Are you really going to sit there and tell me what I don't know? I'm not even in formal training. You are. And you brought that to me, telling me what a shitty artist I was. And this is what you brought me. She stopped talking after that. Because the thing is, do not, if you want to come at me about my artwork, you can just say that. But don't start sitting there dissecting because they started screenshotting my artwork. And I'm like, I don't care how much you dislike me. There was at least five people that were like, yeah, we're not going to do that because she is a good artist. She's just, you know, we don't like her take. And they're like, no, it's dog shit. And I was like, okay, but you're still well, commenting on the dog shit. There's always going to, honestly, there's always going to be someone who tries to take your work and to drag you for it. Um, I right. mean, you, you've seen my work. I'm not saying it's the best. It's stunning, in my opinion. Thank you. I've had people tell me it's it's shit, that it looks terrible, you know, and, and it's really it's just because they're people who are mad at me over some other opinion I had on Twitter. Right. And then what they do is it's they try they try opinion. to bring bring my work into it and just be like, Well, that sucks or you know, because they'll say, Oh, well, you don't you don't do anything or whatever. I'm like, Oh, I do it's this. And they'll be like, Oh, that sucks. And then I'll ask them, like, Well, what do you do? Can can I see your work? Mm -hmm. And they almost never have a response. They don't have right. anything to show. No, yeah. What they'll do is they'll showcase me. And, and like I said, I showed you those art pieces and I can tell you right now, I don't care how arrogant I sound. I know I'm more talented than each of those screenshots I sent you. I know at least that. But the point is, every time someone would say it, I'd be like, okay. And they're like, yeah, and you should never draw again. You're so right. I'll never draw again. And like, they just kept, and the thing is, what they didn't understand is I was talking about legalities. So when you take public domain, that's not the same thing as taking a uh, copyrighted uh, item. And they're like, well, you drew Dracula. You should be copyrighted. I'm like, Dracula isn't under yeah, copyright. They, 
they don't understand the they laws around these things. And you're talking nothing. But that's all you're really talking about too is is legal aspects of it. It's not, you know, there's nothing controversial about it because really it, it is just a factual thing that you're saying. And yes, public domain, usually it's anything that is, I believe, over sixty years old. I uh, so I think it's seventy five. Disney. Seventy five. Right. And the thing is, this is what I said. Um, I think I said it in a private conversation because the problem is they're all like, uh, some of them are like, oh, you're a corporate bootlicker. I'm like, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. Then they were like, oh, well, you just want, you're just jealous because it, no, I, I don't enjoy it. Then they were, they, they kept throwing different things at me. Like, you know, your art is shit. Da, 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 da. They try to throw numbers. Then when I'd laugh at them because I have a person with eight followers and no likes on their artwork mocking me, then they'd be like, oh, bro, you're talking about the numbers. I'm like, well, I have more numbers than you. Um, and so like you. You come at me about the numbers, I come back at you, you don't like it. Right. And so exactly. here's the thing. I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to see partnerships with the larger corporations. Because, like, for instance, in 2016, a lot of folks don't realize props and costumes got added in. So now if you buy a costume on Etsy and it is not um, produced by the official, not only can the costume maker get sued, you can get sued for buying it. Wow. And so, right. And so, like, you know, we've had for decades somebody who goes to a uh, party dressed as Mickey Mouse. You can't do that anymore. Disney can and will sue you. Yeah. Anybody can sue you now for it because now those are all part of the copyright infringement as well. And oh, so no. this is the problem that a lot of folks don't realize. And they, and they, they want to roast me for it. And the reason they want to roast me is because they don't like that it showcases their own fallacy. I didn't even know the costume part was a part of it until uh, literally this whole outburst. That kind and of puts a damper on Halloween. Is it that really does. True, like, it's really true. Like, monetizing it? You can't. You, it, even if you're not mon if you're So the problem is, this is what a lot of folks don't realize. Monetization is up to the IP uh, holder because let's say you do, you do a drawing of uh, uh, Rapunzel, okay? And you don't represent her outfit right. And Disney doesn't like it because maybe that negatively, let's say you're getting a lot of views and a lot of likes. You may not monetize it, but you're misrepresenting the character. Disney can still sue you for that. That's what they don't understand. So what they can say is- I would think there's like creative license in that because you're like, you're changing something about it. But the problem is you're not changing it enough. It's still recognizable enough that they know it's the original IP. And the thing is at that point, that's misrepresenting the IP. And so then Disney can say like, hey, them having this out there is misrepresenting what we want. We don't want that for our brand. They are now damaging our income. So like, for instance, if somebody makes a lot of uh, figurines, right? Because most of the fan art is not transformative, it's imitated. So the thing is, even though you're doing it in your style, it's still very much Star Wars, uh, Spickable Me. You're still doing that IP. You're just reproducing it with a slightly different taste. Yeah. It has to be at least 70%, oh, no, 75. It has to be 75% changed from the original design in order for you to be uh, fine with it. People were quoting parody. I'm like, parody, you're not doing a parody. You're not doing a review because they were trying to say fair use. Fair use usually applies to video. That was the term I was thinking of. Right. And the thing is with fair use, you have to follow the actual rules. So it's, Pretty much at the end of the day, it's up to the IP holder and then the judge. And the thing is, it's a case by case. But they're like, oh, well, you're, you're trying to stifle young artists. 
No. See, they're equating me saying that's illegal to some 12-year-old doodling in their book during math class. We aren't talking about the same thing. If you want to learn, fine, learn. But then once you learn, move away from it. You stifle yourself. You put yourself in a box and you never move beyond it. Do you know how many times I hear fan artists, people that draw fan art tell me, I don't know how to design my own character. How? How do you not know how to? If you could sit there and you can make fan art creatively, like sticking, like gender bending or race bending, then you can design. You just, you have not flexed that muscle enough to understand it. And if you truly can't, there are people who sell characters. Literally, you can go all over DeviantArt, all over Instagram, and you can buy a pre-made character that's well-designed, just what you want, and then it's yours. So if it's truly down to you just can't make it yourself, find someone to help you out. But I think it's bullshit. Just like how people say, I can't lose weight. Nay, nay. It's just harder for you. And because you want to take the easier, lazy way out. <laughs> I and looked it up. Like it says, so these trademark attorneys are suggesting that generally costumes are protected from, you know, like being suable. The problem is when they can be perceived as a two or three dimensional work of art separate from the useful article. So, uh, or if it's, or, and is a pictorial graphic or sculptural work. So if the design is like, can also be as like an art thing, but generally mm -hmm. stuff that they wear, you know, if you're trying to portray a character, uh, at least the Supreme Court said in the 2019 was not suable. Okay, that's good. All right, yes, so, you can come back so up the, the last subject that we can talk about, I guess, before we wrap this up that I've really been wanting to jump into because this discussion I think lends to it is AI art. You know, this oh, is- I had so much other things. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, we're already over an hour, almost an hour 20 right now. And I wanted to talk about AI art because I think it it's relevant to everything we're discussing right now. Talking about derivative. but And not just in regards to derivative, but, you know, is it creative? Is it not creative? We can discuss that. And then in regards well, to I've IP, so the, the algorithm. I, I have opinions too. And I guess I'll start with some of those. You know, for one, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And we have to acknowledge that and we have to be real about that and say whether you like it or not, people are going to keep developing it. They're going to keep using it. What the issue here is, is that these... Well, um, as long as people keep using those AI arts to generate profile pictures. Yeah, I mean, I did it. It's fun. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. I didn't say right. that. I, I'm just you jabbing know. at you. Of course. I, okay, but I'm saying I'm not opposed to AI art. It's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, but one of the concerns with it is that the 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 AI, right, the algorithms or whatever, it's it's taking in existing works of people and remixing and remixing them and using those works, and those people aren't getting compensated for that. So there might have to be some kind of legislation at some point to at least figure out a way where if your work is included 
in the system that the AI is using to generate some other thing that you should be getting some, even if it's a fraction of something, some kind and of- And I have opinions on that for sure. Well, because um, you know all these AI bots are being trained on websites yeah, like DeviantArt, they're and mining, they're just sucking it up. They're mining people's work yep. into their AI yes. to then spit out the yep. new thing that they're doing. So it, it is using other people's work, and I think yes. that's where the issue here kind of is for me. And so I have a, and this actually ties into what I was going to finish my last statement about. So it's really good. So like a lot of folks think that I don't want anyone to benefit from the corporate stuff. That I don't want them to get credit or anything like that, which is not the case. I would love for there to be avenues opened up and uh, channels spoken about where one, buying the copyrights. I have friends that are online that buy the copyrights before they produce the artwork. That's first of all. And second of all, I would like for there to be an open communication where, where those larger corporations could work with smaller artists yeah. to create like a, a small batch of a of a sculpture or a shirt or whatever. Permission. They might not even always ask for money. Um they, exactly. they simply want the exposure, and as long as you ask them and get the permission, that's different than just doing it. You know? Exactly, and that lends into the AI artwork. So here's the thing. I think AI artwork is the most delicious platter of hypocrisy, um, and here's why. Many of the artists that don't like AI artwork do fan art. Yep. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So I'm like, do you not see yeah. that mirror? You don't like it? There no, it is. Anything, a lot of the AI art is more original than their fan art. Because <laughs> it is taking something, you know, it's, it's, sure, it's taking existing things, but it's putting them into a new, unique combination Spicy. to create something new. That's not what you're doing when you make fan art. So maybe That's you're doing it in your own through. style, but you're not producing something necessarily new. And that is the point that I like, that is a hundred percent the point. They don't like it because now what they have done for decades to the larger corporations is being done to them. And see, the thing is, I can say this the one time I was jealous, hundred percent was when digital artwork first became huge. Yeah. This was back in 2007, 2008, 2009. Everyone stopped doing traditional artwork and they started doing digital because Wacoms became more available. Everyone had their little bamboo and I did not, I couldn't do it. And I didn't like that people were literally saying traditional artwork sucks. Only fan, only digital artwork is good. That pissed me right off. So and I, never, I felt I never threatened had an by issue. it. I never had an issue with it. Like I always actually dabbled in both. Um, obviously I started drawing and I started with the traditional styles and methods, but in high school, you know, we were already working on digital art when I was 15, right. I, I got Photoshop and I started dabbling with that. And to me, it was just another tool. I never viewed it as something. Right. And I think I'm like five seconds but, older than you. But I do prefer traditional fine art. That's, that's what I do more than anything. I would rather work with physical paint and a physical brush on Agreed. a physical canvas than on a screen, but that doesn't mean I think um, it's necessarily superior. Although I will say, I think it takes uh, more time and patience and there's something unique about it because you are producing something that is quite literally one of a kind. Exactly. And the thing is with this, you know. and that's one of the reasons why I love traditional. Come on, ready? You can hop up if you want to. Fine, stay there. And so what I, what I had a problem with back then was that I felt threatened by digital artwork. 
I didn't like it because I yeah. felt it was a cheat. And I, this is where, again, I piss people off. I do feel in a lot of ways, digital artwork is a bit of a cheat. It's a bit of a lazy way because there are things you can do in digital. You could never just simply do with the click of a button in yeah. real life. Doesn't mean you don't need skill to be able to do digital artwork. And it doesn't mean that it isn't another tool. Here's the thing. With AI artwork, it is no different than anything else. Digital artists sit there and say, well, it's lazy. All you do is type in some words. So when I repeat to them, well, it's lazy. All you do is click a button and you get the, the shading that you had to do, spend at least 30 minutes doing in person. That's not the same thing. Yes, it fucking is. Yes, it fucking is. And the thing is, you don't like it. So here's the, the problem. You're, you're correct, though. The way a lot of digital artists are responding to AI art is the same exact way that traditional artists were responding to them when digital art became popular. That is true. And I think um, I think Gary V made this point in one of his videos at, at some point. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's a crypto guy. Crypto oh, okay. guy. Well, wine. He, he's dabbled in so many things. Crypto he, wine, NFTs, writing. Motivational speaker. Motivational speaker. Whatever. He's actually really he's actually really interesting. I would love to talk to Gary B on, on the show. I find well, who he's got, and I doubt you can't get him. Like, I think you'll get him eventually. He's, I mean, he follows me on Twitter, but he never interacts with any of my things. But that was because when NFTs became big and we were involved in that space in like 2021 or whatever, he was following back a lot of people who were involved in that and that's another subject too you know nfts uh minting artwork as tokens and then marking them with the whole code that mm -hmm. South Park single handedly and, demolished the market and like, that now yeah. nobody even wants to say the phrase nfts yeah. now it's all i kept getting told my art was like nft art and i was like okay yeah. and the it's thing is like right here's my thing at the end of the day Digital artists are threatened by AI artwork because AI artwork is doing what they they did. It's just they can't get hands right. And that's the problem is that you're threatened. They can't, hands they can't right. do hands. Yeah, when I did uh, a series of portraits from the freaking Lenza app, man, one of them, like, it looked great except the freaking hand. For the hand. But the thing is, <laughs> oh once they get God. that hand mechanism down, whew, yeah. and this is the problem. Like, like, I think Brentley said it. In some cases... This AI artwork looks better than what some people do. And here's the problem. Whether they like it or not, technically, it's fair use. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. sweetheart. It's 100% transformative. Yes, they might use a small brush stroke or maybe an yeah. eye that you use, but you can't sue over just an eyelash. Yeah, and the yeah. thing is, I agree to an extent. Here's about uh, getting uh, uh, paid if your art is used. If if you, if anybody in the space feels that fan art, selling fan art, and getting credit for fan art shouldn't require you getting sued and it's completely fine and it's a human right, then you should feel it's perfectly fine to, to bite off of somebody from AI artwork. Sorry, not sorry. You need to stay consistent. And the thing is, you, it's, to me, it's the exact same thing as me liking, so for instance, Vizzy Poppin has been hotel. When she draws smiles, sometimes she does a little curve up in the middle. So it's a completely straight line, but right at the top lip, she curves up a little. I like it. Adds a little bit of a um, cheekiness to the character. Right. It's a, it, I can't imitate it with a real mouth, but it looks cute on, on drawings. Um, if I did just that curve up and nothing else different from my artwork, should I now be paying Vizzy Pop for any commission I make? Should I give her a bite of it? Because I took, that's the exact same thing as AI artwork. The only difference is instead of me typing it in, 
on a on a generator i'm doing it with a pen and paper and that's the thing people don't again they don't want to fucking hear it this is no different it's transformative it is derivative yes but it's derivative enough that unless you knew every single artist involved you're not even gonna be able to tell and this is the problem that they don't want to hear do i think that it's fair if your stuff is being taken and you're even a small time artist no i think you should be able to opt in and out of it but at the same time if you've already had your artwork imitated and you don't know about it there's no difference you put your stuff on the internet and that's the problem unless you copyright it you don't really have any say in your artwork like even me i regrettably know that if you post it on instagram guess what technically it belongs to instagram Instagram and Facebook, I believe about five years ago or six years ago, if you post anything, it doesn't technically belong to you. You've already agreed to the terms and conditions and Instagram owns that image. And so if you want it copyrighted, go through the extra step and either post it on websites. I think DeviantArt, whatever you post, they copyright it for you. Once you've posted it, it's your copyrighted item. And so there's that's why like, there's some common law too with that. If you yeah. post it in other places, uh, or if you post it somewhere else first, it, right. it, it varies. Yeah, well, there's, another there's thing some room to argue too. Like if you have the physical piece and produced it and can prove that you produced yeah, that right, item. and it's a case by case. I agree. Sure. But the okay. thing is, is like. But yeah, it's like what you're saying, though, is if you're taking something and you're putting it on the Internet, as soon as you do that, you have no control over how that image is used, you know, derivatively. Right. If somebody samples it for their AI thing because they scanned all of DeviantArt or, you know, all of Instagram with a particular hashtag that you used, then, you know, that's just the consequences of your actions. I'm sorry. Right. And that's the thing is like, do I want artists getting ripped off? No, but my thing is I am all about keeping the energy. Like again, the whole entire cancellation, I gave energy that I had gotten and they didn't like it. They was like, oh, you're big mad. No, I'm just doing what you're doing. And when it comes to this, if you think it's fine to bite off a big company, cause you think, well, they're rich and they're fine. Then it's fine if an AI art does it to you. Also, that's you're you're inviting that karmically downstream, like and and this is what people don't really understand. It's like the things that you put out there, they come back, they revisit you, and the, as the older the I get, place. the more I see it. And you know, the, the children, you know, they know everything. The, the fifteen oh, year olds, the eighteen year olds, the twenty five year olds, they're so wise and so knowledgeable in in the law, in art, in culture. They, you know, they are the ones who shall guide us because this is what the crazy teachers have been putting into their heads they've been feeding and they wonder why lives of tiktok post what she posts <laughs> well and, and then they hate it it's so it's so it, again it's it's the complete difference between you know your actions that you're that you're putting out there and your words the disconnect there it's and it's a lot of black and white thinking they blame you know chaya and and or uh, and libs for like the the putting on blast some of their content when, it's like you put this that is what on you the put, internet this is what like, you want you when you put something on the internet you are hoping yeah. that you get well, more all, views all she's doing is curating <laughs> what's already there she's right stuff that you already put out there in a public space and she's just curating it in, into one place that's it i mean and but you right, it's true it's not like it's like oh no the consequences of my uh, actions yeah. how dare and see brantley just touched on it perfectly Whenever somebody would say to me, I'm only making the fan art because I love it and, and it's for me. If it was for you, you'd never post it. 
Stop lying. I want to stop lying. I think we've we've pretty much exhausted that subject. Before we go, I wanted to tap. I just wanted to tap on this idea of meaning in art because this is what really is I find fascinating about storytelling specifically and and film is is the way that we can encapsulate ideas in dialogue in in part of a larger film and there was a couple of things that just jumped out at me recently that I just I wanted to share with you and the audience um so maybe we can just like get into like yes. present them on here because so, while you're oh, oh you already have it up I was like if you while you're getting it up I can say to you like for me um you can always tell when someone designs for the dollar and when someone designs for the soul and how I mean that is when you see somebody who's got every gender flag along with every uh Hogwarts house and you see the same cat design in 20 different flags and all that is designing for the dollar and that's why they're all soulless and and I I compare it to these people who do OCs but the OCs are literally just bite-offs of major uh IPs with a lot of things slapped onto them like I guarantee both of you just imagine a neon green furry that has too many spikes and do different colored eyes and, and has one striped glove and you're building it in your head. That is designing for the dollar. You want to look cool and you want people to want you to look cool. There is a massive difference. In my opinion, like, again, I use uh, uh, Dan as an example. He paints for the soul. He's painting because he thinks that looks beautiful. It's what he came up with. And you can see it. You can see the emotions in the painting. And that's kind of why I don't like um, abstract art. Because most abstract art is, I was angry today, so I used red and I slashed it with black. And then I don't, that's, you're not painting for the soul. You're painting for arrogance. The only time I've seen, in my opinion, this is obviously pure opinion, I saw an abstract art that I really, really liked was there was these two ballerinas, prima ballerinas, and they literally danced the part of Odette and Odile, and they did it in paint. So Odette was in white, Odile was in black, and then they did a red slash across all of the, the spots to show when she commits... And I was like, that is abstract art that shows emotion because when are you going to see a piece like that again with two professional ballerinas and the dots each represent a, a bit of the dance they did? Like, that's insane to that's me. I mean, that's that has meaning, though. Yeah, you know, that's really like an, an intention, and you can right, see there's, it. There's a concept, like I said, you know, it's conceptual. We were talking about why fan art isn't necessarily art because it's like it is conceptual it reminds me almost this idea you know we've talked about on the show before of people who have moral endoskeletons and moral exoskeletons so also you could call these people like npcs is the common way we understand them these are people that are just sort of <laughs> programmed reaction machines that don't have a lot of soul you could say individuation you could say a lot of internal cohesion they're not real personalities. They're just sort of like 
copies of other things. And so you see 100%. this Card, in, cardboard cutout people. Right. You see this, but you see this in, in art. With rainbow hair. You see the cardboard cutout art. You see the derivative art. You see the copied art. And then you see individual art. You see, you know, like, like truly creative things. And, and you can, you know, as somebody who has a discerning artistic eye, you can see the difference. But what we don't understand as people who try to have that discernment, who strive for that, is that there are people that don't have that ability and they can't segregate original art from derivative art. To them, it looks the same. Right. That's why and I 100% stand for original art. Like I 100% without, yeah. without any uh, 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 lies, I simp for original artists. I will absolutely go after and promote, like when I find an artist who does original, 100% original, I go insane. Like, there's a woman, Sketchy Finch, and I know that's Sign up more than my Patreon, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna support artists. Bit of this and put it in a video for myself. But you, you said you wanted to show me something, so go. I, I know I went off on a pontification. Well, I also, actually, I'm, I'm gonna skip it for now. Well, I wanted to bring up um, the Big Five personality matrix, um, which Jordan Peterson talks about all the time, and I think it's relevant because one of the things Peterson also talks about is everyone can have like a level of being able to create but not everyone is creative and if everyone was creative there would be no meaning to that anymore right it very much is it is a part of someone's personality matrix and brent just pulled it up here so the the big five are openness to experience conscientiousness extroversion agreeableness and neuroticism and each of those five are split into two subcategories under them creativity falls into the openness to experience category um and typically it falls under what peterson calls trait openness so it's split into intellect and trait openness intellect doesn't have to do with iq it has to do with an interest in abstract ideas and things like you know history psychology science those sorts of things it's high intellect Trait openness has to do with an interest in novelty. So people who are high in trait openness are the creative types. They're the person when you're walking down with the street with them, instead of just looking ahead or looking at the ground or whatever, they're looking at all the moldings and the details in the buildings and noticing this and this and that. Uh, they love they love novels and poetry. They like to go to live music shows. They like to go to the theater. They like to go to museums. Like they crave that novelty in that that aesthetic experience and they have an eye for that not only that they have the ability they, they tend to be the entrepreneur types they're the ones who come up with the new ideas for something for an invention for a company um they're not always the best at running those things but they're the ones who come up with the initial idea and i think one of the tests he talked about um is to see if someone's high or low in this trait is uh i, I think this was it but like you give them a brick and you ask them to, to list how many different things they could use this brick for. I can think Very of simple. two <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Someone who's high in openness will be able to come up with a very long list of things. Like someone who's low in it, they'll just be like, oh, well, you know, you can use it as a paperweight. You can build something with it or whatever. Someone who's high, they'll have a long list. They'll be like, oh, I can smash it into pieces and then put that and make it into a paste and then make a sculpture. I could mm -hmm. make a mosaic out of it when I smash it. I could use it as a doorstop. I could use it as um, yes, you know, a paperweight. So they'll be able to come up with a very long list of all these I like how you and I were thinking the same things. <laughs> all the different ways that you could use that 
seemingly, kind of around. you know, what you know, innocuous object for things that you would never normally think to use it for. And that's what creativity is, is being able to come up with all those different concepts, those novel not only novel being things. able to remix something, but also being able to, to repurpose some remix yeah. your re remix the the nature of of things into more things. Yeah. But my exactly. point is it, it what is, is the point? It is a temperament thing. It's a temperament thing. That not everyone is creative. It very much is something that's part of particular people's temperament. And very high creative people are actually rare. So just because someone is a little creative, they might not have that very high openness in their personality right. matrix. And that's why they can only do derivative or fan art. Because they but don't Daniel, have, they all don't have, artists are equal in their creative potential, might, Daniel. I that's not true. It's just not true. But Daniel, equity and stuff, Daniel. And it's the same thing with like <laughs> we'll use another trait, conscientiousness. I'm low in that. You know, I have to practice harder and train myself to be more conscientious because naturally my temperament is less conscious. She don't like to do the dishes. It's, right. That's not what it comes down to, though. Like, <laughs> I love when you do bigger has to do with um schedules things like that like being able to do things in an orderly fashion that right. kind of thing um, i think the, the thing is that list the creative is, type tends to not be high in that i'm right. not saying they all are like that but they tend to not supply so your own not alls they have a very like scattered we kind speak of, in generalization here yeah i mean obviously there are always exceptions i'm not saying there aren't high openness people who are also high in conscientiousness but the, the two don't tend to mix you know people tend to be higher in one and lower in the other Agreed. And and that's the thing, like with that list, I, I could see myself in all of those different aspects, but it's not things I didn't work for. And the thing is, like you said, and, and it's like I said earlier, if you feel that you can't create on your own, that is fine. But there are people you could go to that could do it for you. You can go ahead. Go ahead, baby. That's, that's why we have people who specialize in certain things, you know, and that's why when you're trying to do like a larger creative venture, say like putting a film together, um, recently, I worked on a short film with a team of people, and I was art director. And one of the things that you learn is like making a movie is like making a long, drawn out, moving painting in a sense, where every with scene, many artists, every shot, every shot is like a moving scene. It's it's a scene. It's a moving painting, and you're putting it together into one long, drawn out narrative moving painting but one artist isn't working on it like there might be someone who specializes in the art aspect meaning the visual aspect of what it looks like right but you literally need an entire team of people who each specialize in their particular thing that they're good at and you right. have to be able to outsource that that labor to that person like someone who's good at video so they know that someone who's good at managing everyone else like the producer right or, and the director someone who's good at specifying what they want you know manifesting the vision well because a sign of an actual um to me, i'm sorry but i hate when you rush me when i'm making a point you talk a lot in this episode you elaborate. okay i'm trying to elaborate that's the okay. point well, okay yeah. all right i'm done no but i get it i get what both of you are saying and here's what i will tell you i don't disagree with dan at all on this and here's why because i watch this guy he's called dylan is in trouble and dylan is going to uh um he's doing filmography and all this stuff and he wants to become a producer he wants to be an author and he does it in a comic way he makes fun of some of these movies but he reviews movies and at some point the comedy mask will come up and he'll get genuinely mad because he'll be like oh that shot was good why did they stop that and he'll start saying like you know 
a good filmographer, somebody that knows how to do the, the right shots and lighting. And then he'll say the, 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 the background sounds afterwards and the script writing. And he'll be like, if they knew what they were doing, they would do this. Why did they do this shot? This is a shot you use for like, let's say an action shot. And he said, so I agree with you hundred percent, Dan. Like it, the thing is like, when I listen to that list, I could see myself in all of those aspects. However, I wasn't an expert in all those access aspects. You have to work on them. And it's like you said, if you expect to be an expert in all of them, you're going to fail. And I actually can attribute that to um, where I work, my boss, she's also my friend. And she said, the sign of a good chef is not a chef that can run the kitchen on their own. A sign of a good chef is a chef that can delegate and understand where her team needs to be. Yeah. And, and that's 100% the There's truth. There's room in art for diversity of product. And that's why you can point out that, you know, there's plenty of open space for people to be originally creative. But if you're just making derivative fan art, like, and that's fine for you, like, so be it. But that's, you know. Or you might have to work harder and discipline yourself to try to come up with original concepts, whereas someone else who's higher in openness, just it comes naturally to them. And that's why I brought up conscientiousness. It's not that I can't be conscientious. It's that my temperament naturally isn't. And right. because I know that and recognize that, I have to work harder to get better at that, <clears throat> to be more conscientious. So I practice, so you fake it till you make it, that sort of thing. Um, yes, the big five, all of those traits are in everyone. They're just at different levels. Some people are very low in one thing and higher in another thing. And knowing what you're high or low in is beneficial information. So go take the test because it is beneficial information. It tells you what you already are good at but also tells you where your shortcomings are and what you might have to forcefully focus on to make yourself get better oh, at that self-awareness. Yeah. And you know, it's really good guys. You know how we can, you know how I can round this all out. You can take that and put it into dieting and losing weight. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Michelle said it perfectly. Don't be a poor me, baby bitch. It is not that it's impossible. It's that it's harder. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't lose weight. It doesn't mean that you can't fix your diet or your sleep schedule or the way that you work or any of that. It means or, that you or just vice, can't do it, Sandra. Or vice versa. If you're someone who's really skinny and kind of frail, it doesn't mean that you can't put muscle on. You can't gain weight. You can't get stronger. Um, maybe your temperament might make it more difficult for you to do those things. And this is why people do get personal trainers and that sort of thing because they feel they need that extra push. But you might just you might have to work a little harder than some other person who naturally is really into that and it just right. comes easy to them. And, and I will say his legs look fantastic. Okay. I've been watching from the get-go. I see the leg. Me? Yes, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm holding at least 30 pounds more than I was around 30 pounds more than I was around this time last year. I think I was like 135. Yeah, I'm like 161. I'm holding above 160. Mm -hmm. And that took, yeah, like a lot of consistent effort, which kind of more, I would say, happened over the last four or five months when I really started to push myself more. And now I have a gym membership. So I've been going to a gym and not just doing it from home. So. Well, because now you've gotten over that, that initial pedestal. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it, this all comes down to it. I never said people weren't talented. I never said they didn't work hard and I never said they didn't like the IP that they were doing. However, two things can be true at once. 
Um, and, and that's the fact of the matter is, and I know because you can attribute that exact idea into anything you do in life, whether it be getting a better job, whether it be building your house, whether it be building your finances, anything that you have a hard time doing, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It means you are absolutely able to, you're holding yourself back. And this is the thing that they don't want to hear. Well, the art fan art is the best way to get noticed. Oh, well, this is the best way. No, that's the easiest way. And if you want the easy way out, just say that. Just own it. Because that's the thing. If you want it that way, I would shut up if you're like, yeah, I am. So what? Then I got nothing to say. Yeah, but that applies to the, the, to the body positivity movement and stuff as well. Like, we're not saying that you should hate yourself. That's not what we're saying. Like, Never. oh, I'm fat. I should hate myself. Um, what we're saying is you you can be fine being heavy. And there are lots of people who are like, well, I'm heavy and this is the way I am. And they're fine with that. But if you're not realistic and recognizing, hey, there are there are um, health effects to that that are negative. And also there are, there are probably less chances of you being able to mate with people. Yeah. <laughs> like less people are going to find you attractive. I'm not saying there aren't people who won't find you attractive. There are exceptions. But it's less likely those people are going to find you attractive, and you recognize the reality of that, and you just own it, and you say, "Well, whatever. I'm I'm fat. I'm heavy. I'm fine with that. Am I going to have like a shorter life expectancy? Probably. Yes. But don't go around and parade your body and say that I'm just as healthy as someone who is thin. That's cuckoo. It's not reality. It's delusional it's, thoughts it's delusional. from Fantasy Island. So, like, yes, you can be comfortable in your body and fine being a heavy person. That's fine. But as soon as you start pretending that there aren't negative consequences to that and that it, that it is just as healthy as someone who isn't heavy, right? Uh, you're going to get called out. We're going to call you out and be like, well, no, that's not true, actually. There are these negative consequences. Quit lying. Who, who did that? Someone just moved. Um, here's what I will tell you. Here's what I will say first. First of all, what I hear all the time is nobody owes you health. Okay, number one, um, yes, you do, because you're expecting the EMT that has to pick up your fat ass to be able to do it. So you owe them your health. Your family, you owe them your health because they want you around. Your friends, anyone that has to pick up the pieces when you're not okay, you owe them your health. Because, And this is the thing. Whenever they do it, it's like you just said, what the biggest thing is is they're mad people aren't attracted to them. No. That is not beautiful to most of America, and you have to get over that. You have to get over the fact that most people do not find it beautiful, and you have to get over the fact that the people you're going to attract are the fetishists. You have to get over that. Most people my size are not going to attract a normal person. Why? Because whether you like it or not, I can say from personal fucking experience, not moving and eating too much calories, maybe not too much food, but too much calories, get you to where you're at. You don't have to like that fact. You don't have to admit that fact, but you know it. That's first of all. Second of all, when you sit there and you parade around in string bikinis saying, fat is beautiful. Oh, I'm going to show you my rolls. You you know exactly what you're fucking doing. You are sitting there. Don't sexualize me. Here's my ass crack. Don't sexualize me. Here's my things and pasties. Like, It's it's a fire. And the thing is, like, I understand this is you taking back your body or whatever. But what did Lexi Nimmo say? Most of them, they're making peace with their lack of health. That is not the same thing as loving yourself. I love myself. I have no problem looking at my ass naked. 
I none. I'm like, oh, look at you. Look at that cute butt. Like I, I look at myself all the time. However, I also understand that if I keep it the way I'm at, I'm not going to be around forever. I'm lucky. Knock on wood. I'm very lucky to have the health that I have right now. But my knees, my back, they remind me that my health is a from being gone. Well, part of that, that's also part of loving yourself is you have to recognize those areas and be like, well, I, if I love myself, doesn't mean you just look at how you look and you're like, I love myself. It's also like, you know, you want to take care of yourself. And I think Jordan Peterson also said, you know, treat yourself as if you're Jordan someone Peterson. worth taking care of, you know, as, exactly. if, as if you're another person who you need to take care of, you're supposed to treat yourself in, in that way. So you recognize those areas where it's like, hey, I need improvement in this area so I can be a better version of me. That's not a matter of hating yourself, although there might be a certain level of shame that you need to feel about your current state and condition in order to take action about it. Yeah. And shame is don't like healthy. That. Shame, a, a baseline, a, a, a yes. level of shame. We evolved it for a reason. Yes. you know. And shame is supposed to tell you inside that something you're doing is wrong yes. for your long-term positive health and you know future well-being yep. but that's the problem we've now been taught in this society that any level of shame is bad right this is the problem guys is you just hit the nail on the head both of you we have now decided that any form of shame is wrong and that if all forms of shame, pride are correct yeah. all forms as long as you're proud of yourself it doesn't matter what you did oh i ran a train with eight of my coworkers. oh pride like it, this is the problem that we're having this is the problem yeah. that we're having is yeah. that i'm not saying you should feel publicly shamed for the rest of your life i'm not saying because i don't believe in fat shaming i will tell you right now as somebody who's exceedingly stubborn one of the reasons I didn't lose weight and I was not caring about the calories is everyone kept telling me you got to lose weight. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like rebel. eventually yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't shame me. I literally would draw naked photo, naked drawings of myself just to piss people off more because they kept telling me to lose weight. Shaming does not work, especially when you're talking to somebody who's stubborn and doesn't hate themselves. Right. So, you have to work at it different. That's why I go at the health angle. I'm like, do you love yourself? Do you love when your knees hurt? Do you love when your ankles hurt? Do you love when your digestive tract can't handle anything? If you love yourself, you'll do something about those things for yourself. Yeah. Not See what I mean? Him. He doesn't fucking care. Like, as long as he is on the fat, zero shit's given. I seriously he is very comfy. Cassandra, remind thing. everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. Oh, well, if you haven't been on Twitter, um, <laughs> it's Lady, Lady Star found... Sand on Twitter, right? Right. It's it's uh, no, it's the Star Sun. So the Lady the Star Sun is an old one that I don't old let one. anybody look at because it's just got all old shit. I think some personal shit. So that's why I shut that one down. It's completely locked. So right. um, if you want to find me, I just hit eleven thousand subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> And um, you can find me on YouTube, Starson. You can find me on Instagram, Lady Starson. You can find me on Twitch, Lady Starson. Um, if you want to support me, I am Starson on Patreon. Um, you can find pretty much if you type in Starson, you're either going to find me or a beer cleaning soap. And I mean that sincerely. It is a soap designed to clean the uh, ferment fermentation barrels for beer. So it's it's so me or I'm them. Not them. I'm not them. <laughs> Hey, you find me um, just prepared. 
Right. <laughs> if you ever, there's some funny memes about subscribe it. Subscribe to her on Patreon. Yes, please. Any, any and all helps. Um, it starts as low as a dollar, and I will be getting a YouTube membership soon. Um, that is uh, what Shima calls it. It's going to be probably just a dollar or two, just so that way, because some folks don't care about the artwork, and some folks really don't want to see the NSFW artwork. Right. So, and I I do a fair share of nudies on there. So that's where if you wish to just support me for just a dollar, it'll be on there. Otherwise, right. guys, um, yeah, that's that's it. That's where you can find me. Fabulous. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share the show with your friends, make clips, donation links in the description. We love you so much. Thank you for listening, and we will be back again soon with another amazing episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Later.